On this twelfth Wednesday in Ordinary Time, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but underneath are ravenous wolves. By their fruits you will know them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Just so, every good tree bears good fruit, and a rotten tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a rotten tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So by their fruits you will know them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Fear is part of life. It's almost part of our existence, whether we like it or not, whether it bothers us or not. That's why we should not be afraid to ask ourselves why we are afraid. It would be madness and a lie to say that following Jesus implies that he will free us from our fears as if by magic, although we can say that by being with Jesus we learn to face them and overcome them. That's an important rule. It's necessary to look problems in the face and not to escape from them. This is the only way we can conquer them. Have you ever been told that reaching a goal is easy? What does a father tell his son when he starts a career, a profession? That everything will be easy? What does a mother tell her daughter when she's getting married and starting a family? That everything will be rosy and that she'll never have problems? Who has ever said that climbing a mountain is easy? We're climbing the mountain of holiness. That's what we've symbolically been doing during these weeks as we listen to the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus didn't hide the difficulties from us. In the face of all this, I dare to ask, who has the nerve to go around saying that life is easy? It's beautiful, but it isn't easy. Although, for some, it may seem easier at first sight than for others. If this question may seem somewhat ridiculous in different areas of life, it is even more ridiculous and out of touch with reality when we talk about faith, about following Jesus. Jesus never said it would be easy, that we would have no fear and no difficulties, but he asks us not to be afraid of ridiculous and fleeting things. He asks us to put our trust in him and he assures us that this will free us from the fears that we create for ourselves by trusting in our own strength. He teaches us that most of our fears and insecurities come from focusing on ourselves and on things, and not so much on him. Those who know how to always keep their eyes on Jesus will gradually lose unnecessary fears. After this, I dare to ask you and ask myself, who has ever told us that following Jesus is easy? Who says that if we follow Jesus, we'll stop suffering and we'll never have problems? I cannot lie to you. I don't preach and I don't record these audio commentaries for people to say, How beautiful, Father! 
or to say nice things. I preach, or at least I try to, because Jesus asked us to, and he asked us to do it in his name, without transgressing his words, without modifying them, at least. I believe that while at some time in the church we went too far in presenting an image of Jesus almost exclusively from the point of view of suffering and renunciation, today we have almost gone the other way. It seems we're afraid to talk about the difficulties, about what following him implies, about sacrifice, about saying no, about renunciation, about surrender to reach something greater. Today we could ask ourselves, who are the false prophets of today's glimpses of the gospel? Simply those who don't preach Jesus as he is, showing the two aspects we've just mentioned. Those who preach about themselves, rather than get people to follow Jesus, they get people to follow them. And that's why people can become fanatical and judge those who speak about God through the lens of their feelings. They judge them by whether they liked what they said or not, not by whether they are faithful to the gospel of Jesus or not. Once again, who are the false prophets? Those who announce things that are false, but sound pleasing to the ear, or which are attractive, not because of their truth, but because of their garnish. Just as simple as that. It's nothing to be shocked about or scared of, or to judge anyone for. There have always been, and there will always be people like that. Jesus said so. He anticipated it, within our church and outside the church. There are even false prophets who are full of good intentions. It's possible to proclaim the gospel with very good intentions, and yet to proclaim it wrongly. It's not the intention, but the faithfulness to the message that's important. I can be very good, a very good person, a well-loved one, but fail to preach the truth. Of course, it's worthy to have good intentions, but our discernment shouldn't focus on that. We can't tell the intention at the heart of each preacher. Then how do we get to know them? By their fruits you'll know them. What fruits? That many people follow them? That everyone loves them? That people don't criticise them? No, by fruits of holiness, not fruits of marketing or numbers. There have been and there are many evil men in history who were acclaimed by thousands. That's why quantity is not a criterion in the Gospel. The fruits that Jesus refers to are not worldly fruits, following the criteria and logic of the world. For that we have advertising agencies and pollsters. It isn't like democracy or majority rule. We don't measure things by quantity, but by their fruits of holiness, by fruits of faithfulness to God's will. So, who measures the fruits? Well, we can get a glimpse of something, but not everything. The one who measures them is the Father, who is in heaven and who sees in secret. Christians are prophets in earnest if their life is for the glory of the Father and if they succeed in guiding those who see them and listen to them to glorify the Father, not them. It doesn't matter how many followers they have or how many love them. 
What matters are the hearts which, thanks to their love and their life testimony, will love Jesus and the Father more. It doesn't matter whether or not they do what people like, although they should never look down on people. They never despise people, but always they do what pleases the Father. You and I are prophets. Every Christian is a prophet. Yet whether true or false, that depends on us. Well, beware of false prophets. Let's beware of being false prophets. There are many. Don't become fanatical about anyone. It's not healthy. There are false prophets within and outside the church. Don't criticise anyone either. Only God judges. But don't be naive. Don't judge by appearances, but by the fruits of holiness that only a life of deep prayer can help you to have. Watch the saints and discern what they did. The only concern in our lives should be with Jesus, with his word, with him in the Eucharist, and with loving the weakest. That must be what genuinely obsesses us. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain forever.